2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Dairy Gold Agri-Business. For quality feed, expert service, and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, Miss Ellen Standish, Beef and Dairy Advisor, Chargis, Turk office, on some important upcoming events. Beef talks on Monday, September 9th, Minister Michael Creed's statement, but our top story. Farmers are urged to apply immediately for the BEAM scheme by the new deadline, and also opposition to the EU Commission's anti-dumping measures. John Coughlin, IFA Munster Chairman and also IFA Inputs Project Leader. John, welcome to the programme. First of all, the BEAM scheme, the new extended date, and why it's so important to apply for this 100 million Euro scheme to help beef farmers in trouble.
3: There have been difficulties with the BEAM scheme which is as you rightly said this 100 million uh, fund that uh, that IFA secured last uh, May for farmers who sold cattle between September and May of uh, 2019 and we would be encouraging every farmer to look at his circumstances and to apply for the scheme first and foremost. The closing date for this scheme is the 15th of September. We got it extended a week but it is very important that farmers would apply. If, you're de- if you find out afterwards that you're not eligible, you can withdraw your application, so there is no difficulty. Probably one of the real st- um, sticking points on the scheme is the uh, production reduction measure that's in that scheme of a 5% reduction in stocking numbers. It's not a reduction in stock numbers, it's a reduction in nitrogen uh, amount, And in in an awful lot of cases, it can be got over very easily. And I would urge every farmer, if you're not prepared to apply yourself, go to your advisor, be a private planner, and get them to apply for you because it is actually very easy to overcome the conditions of the scheme. And also, I think, look, if farmers need help in it, the department have set up uh, a number of workshops, and there is one in the Fairgrove Hotel in Mitchellstown next Thursday between 10 and 4, and any farmer who thinks he's eligible can walk in there and sit down and discuss it with the department and apply for the scheme.
2: And to give us some idea of the type of money that's involved, the amount per animal. If
3: you're a beef farmer or a farmer with less than 40 dairy cows, you're entitled to €100 per animal slaughtered in in that period of September to March. And if you have a suckler cows, you're entitled to €40 per cow. On the first 30 cows. So I think it is very important that anyone would apply for that. And in relation to the reduction measure, some of that reduction measure can be achieved by probably selling cattle a bit earlier or maybe selling a cold cow a bit earlier. Because, I mean, farmers need to remember that. And any animal under 24 months of age is considered 0.6 of a livestock unit. They become a full livestock unit when they go over the 24 months. So it might mean people may be selling a few cattle slightly earlier than they normally would, and that would overcome this reduction measure. And equally, the reduction measure is only for one year. So I think it is very important that people realise that it's only a one-year reduction. And I suppose, finally, if it happens that a farmer doesn't meet that criteria the worst that will happen is he will have to repay that money. So if nothing else, it's a interest-free loan for two years at least for any farmer that secures it. And if you're not in an environmental scheme at present or in a Board quality Assurance Scheme, you can still apply for the aid and you can join a scheme afterwards. So I think the, the restriction, just because you're not in a scheme today,
2: you could be one in one next week or next month and that will qualify you. And that is a huge amount. It's a hundred million euro. People say, oh, it'll only be so much uh, when it's divided amongst all the applicants. But I understand our co-farmers, our neighbours in the UK, UK farmers, they were saying, hang on, why can't we get this? So this is something which was farmer friendly for the Irish farmers. Is involved IFA, Phil Hogan EU Commission of Agriculture, the European Union, so the attitude towards Ireland was uh, very friendly, this is farmer friendly not applicable in the UK so that's something we should make sure and that a a cent of this remains
3: unspent It
2: was a 100 million fund
3: that was secured by IFA as a Brexit compensation package up to March uh, 19, as you know we are campaigning for a further fund from the March period onwards. And, I mean, look, we are looking for the Commission to open up this £1 billion Brexit fund that they have. But I think it is critically important, you know, this is unique to Ireland. Since we've secured this, there are at least five other countries in Europe lobbying hard to get funds, uh, secure funds for themselves. And I think it is important that farmers realise every penny of this sh- needs to be drawn down. It is 50% funded by the EU Commission and 50% funded by the government. But it is critical that farmers apply for it. Immediately.
2: Could I ask you, John, please repeat one more time, the Mitchellstown Clinic, the date for the Mitchellstown Clinic yes. and the
3: venue. The Department of Agriculture have set up clinics around the country. There is one in the Firgrove Hotel in Mitchellstown on next Thursday at between 10am and 4pm. And it is free to walk in and the department will help you to do the application there and then. And it will cost you absolutely nothing.
2: That's wonderful. As you are the IFA Inputs Project team leader, you might please remind our listeners about um, your Brussels visit and indeed your deep concern regarding possible imposition of AD, the anti-dumping measures on UAN. So your visit to Brussels, what you were involved in, and they scare about seven billion plus extra expenses because of uh,
3: anti-dumping measures. I've been involved in uh, this whole anti-dumping duties campaign for the last two and a half years. It is uh, a campaign where Fertilisers Europe, which is the umbrella body for the fertiliser industry across Europe, they have got anti-dumping duties imposed on imported fertiliser into the EU Commission. These anti-dumping duties are there for the past 25 years, and we've led a campaign to try and get them removed because we see them costing Irish farmers 60 million a year at present and those are anti-dumping duties that are on ammonium nitrate we did succeed last spring in obtaining a 33% reduction in those anti-dumping duties we need to get a higher reduction so that there will be a more level playing field in the European fertiliser market but after securing that reduction, fertiliser manufacturers lodged a proposal looking for anti-dumping duties on a UIN product, which is a product that is mainly used for specialist cereal growers right across Europe. It's not very widely used in Ireland. It is used by some of the cereal growers. But if they succeed in getting anti-dumping duties on that UIN product, it would add a cost of 115 million to Irish farmers over the next five years. It adds a cost of 7.5 billion to European farmers. And I think, John, it needs to be highlighted that Fertilisers Europe is a very strong lobby group across the European Commission. It's the DG Trade, which is called the Department of Trade, I suppose, is what deals with these anti-dumping measures. And unfortunately, what we found last year was, when these requests are in place, DG Trade does not look at any injury to the farmer producer. It only looks at injury to the fertiliser manufacturer. And we've met DG Trade on a number of occasions to highlight to them the injury that is being imposed to the Irish farmer or the European farmer with these anti-dumping measures. A unique opportunity to hear a very important speaker from Brussels. On next Monday night in Codden for my North Cork County Executive Meeting is... Uh, is hosting their monthly meeting and the guest speaker on the night is Liam McHale who is our Brussels director and Liam, for anybody that would have heard him in the past, certainly he is a mind of information he fully understands the whole agricultural issue and I think look, he brings a different perspective what's happening in the marketplace and he's there to to speak about the issues that are affecting Irish farmers in Brussels and look Liam is very connected to to everything that is happening in Brussels at the moment so I think for any farmer that would like to hear Liam McHale, Colin Mart
2: next Monday night at 8.30pm. Thank you very much indeed Mr John Cochran, IFA Inputs Project Team Leader. Thanks very much, John. Miss Ellen Standish, Dairy and Beef Advisor with the Chagask Office in Canturk, joins us on the farm programme. Ellen, welcome to the programme. Now you have details of a number of Chagask events coming up.
4: Yes, thank you, John. Uh, so the first of those events is uh, coming up on Tuesday, 10th of September at 11am. That is a Family Farming for the Future farm walk, and that's being held on the farm of Stephen and Hilary Buttimer in Ballineen, County Cork. The postcode for that is P47FT53. Uh, all are welcome on the day and that event will be signposted from Rossmore and Balanine Villages. And topics on the day will include developing a sustainable dairy farm, finance, taxation and environmental sustainability. Uh, so that's taking place again on the 10th of September at 11am. There is a Chagas and Irish Farmers Journal Better Beef Farm Walk taking place um, on Tuesday, 10th of September at 5 o'clock in the evening, that's taking place on the farm of James and John Flaherty, Cordell, Castle Island. Uh, so that should be a great event for, for anyone in the, the Drystock or, or Suckler um, Enterprises. Uh, also on Tuesday evening, there's a Better Farm Sheep Walk that's taking place over in Dingle in County Kerry um, at 6pm on the farm of John Joe Fitzgerald, Bally David, Dingle. So on that evening, uh, they'll be discussing performance of the flock uh, with a specific focus on outline of the farming system and the farm plan, as well as grazing management, options for finishing and selling store lambs, as well as handling units and flock health. So again, that's taking place at 6pm on the 10th of September on the farm of John Joe Fitzgerald, Bally David, Dingle. Two more events that will be coming up towards the end of um, next week. So the Chagas and Dairy Gold Joint Programme are having an event on the farm of David, Linda and Roy Dean outside Mallow. Uh, That's taking place on Thursday 12th of September at 11am. So the deans are monitor farmers in the joint programme with a focus on dairy farming on a 100% lease farm. So they are new entrants that started milking in 2016 and they will discuss their the costs and their experiences of setting up a new dairy venture on a leased farm. So for any farmer who's thinking of starting dairy farming or setting up a second dairy unit perhaps, uh, this event would be well worth attending. So um, Autumn Grazing Management will also be discussed um, in conjunction with the Grass 10 team at that event. So that farm will be signposted from Tupot House and also from Oliver's Cross outside Mallow. And the air code for that event is P51FC64. Thursday the 12th of September at 11am. One event coming up towards the end of the month but requires um, people to book in is a farm succession and inheritance clinic. So Chagas are inviting all farm families to this uh, popular series of transferring the family farm clinics. So they're designed to, to give you information on the many details involved in creating an effective plan for succession. So that event has been hosted by um, Chagas Cork West. It's taking place in the Parkway Hotel Manway. On Monday 23rd of September and that will be starting at ten thirty a.m. So the clinic will commence with a talk from a foreign succession expert and then it will break up into smaller one-to-one um, sessions in, in a clinic format. So um, for attendance of free, is free of charge but pre-booking is essential so you can either contact your local Chagas offices uh, be that Clonakilty, McCroom or Skibbereen, or you can book online so you can visit www.chagas.ie Forward slash events to book in for that farm succession and inheritance clinic. That's Monday, 23rd of September.
2: Deadlines approaching for beef and suckler farmers, and one of these, according to your agenda and notes, there would be the returning of carbon navigators. So, details of uh, those deadlines?
4: Yes, so for any farmers that are in the BDGP, that's the Beef Data Genomics Programme. There's a deadline there for the 30th of September where cabin navigators must be returned. So you can either do that online on the ICBF Herd Plus or the ICBF would have sent you a paper form to fill in. So I suppose it would be important to get in contact with your advisor as soon as possible and get that filled before the deadline. Um, there's a few key pieces of information they'll be looking for on that, so they'd be important to, to bring into your advisor when you're, you're coming in to fill out the Carbon Navigator. So they'll be looking for your, your turnout date and your housing dates for animals in 2018. So they may have been a bit earlier or later than usual last year with the way weather was last year. Um, also, you should have a detail of how much meal you fed in 2018 how much fertiliser you used in 2018 and also then uh, roughly when you would have spread um, your slurry in 2018 and what methods you would have used, be it splash plate or trailing shoe or dribble bar, uh, whatever that may be. So just that deadline for the the carbon navigators is coming up on the 30th of September. So just make sure to, to get onto that as soon as possible.
2: You have a piece of very good news for people, the 100 million euro beef emergency aid measure, the BEAM scheme the extension to the BEAM scheme. Ellen, you have the actual details.
4: Yes, so the original deadline for that BEAM scheme was the 8th of September. Uh, the the Minister and the Department have extended that now till the 15th of September. So, as you said, it gives people more time to, to put in an application or to express an interest. Um, so, I suppose in the Cantark office, we've had a lot of interest over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but look, there's still maybe some people out there who haven't got in contact yet or or um, aren't sure whether they'd be eligible for the scheme. So I suppose the important thing would be to get in contact with your advisor as soon as possible over the coming week uh, to see if you would be eligible for the scheme. So I have some of the details there for people which might help them decide whether they may be eligible or not. So uh, the scheme is voluntary, um, so you'd have to come in and express an interest. Um, As advisors, we need to... get complete an authorization form or text to be able to see your information so it's important you, you give plenty of time to, to let those checks go through. So farmers who'd meet the um, initial criteria there's a few different things you'd have to meet so first being you'd be um, a member of the board be a quality assurance scheme or a member of one of the department environmental schemes so there's a few of them there that would qualify you for that so be it the BDGP which is the beef data genomics program The BEEP, which is the Beef Environmental Efficiency Programme, that's the the weighing scheme that a lot of farmers would have signed up to earlier this year. Uh, Also, the Organic Farming Scheme or the GLOSS Schemes would qualify you for that. So they'd be one of the main criteria that you'd have to, to, to get into the scheme. Um, another aspect of it which suits some farmers and it may not suit others but it's an important one to discuss with your advisor is that you must look at reducing your the production of bovine livestock manure, um, you know, the nitrogen per herd by 5% within the target period. So they've given a, a reference period there of the 1st of July 2018 to the 30th of June 2019. So um, that would be your reference period for how much manure you produced. And then from the 1st of July 2020 to the 30th of June 2021, you must reduce your overall, I suppose, stocking rate or overall livestock manure produced within that period compared to the reference period. So, look, that's going to be different for every farm. It may suit some farms. It may not suit others. So it's important to have a chat to your advisor about that um, as soon as possible um, to see what it suits. And In terms of the payment rates then, um, aid is being paid out on any cattle slaughtered between the 24th of September 2018 and the 12th of May 2019. So that will be paid out at a rate of €100 per animal and that's subject to a maximum um, maximum number of 100 animals per herd. Uh, for those with suckler cows, uh, any cow that calved in 2018, uh, she'll receive a rate of 40 euro per cow, uh, up to a maximum of 40 cows. So I suppose when you come into your advisor and we have access to your application form on the system, uh, the system will tell us how many animals you would have eligible there for payment. Uh, so I suppose look just important to, to get in, into your advisor as soon as possible before the 15th of September to see if you are eligible for that scheme
2: smaller dairy farmers regarding the number of animals you can have as a dairy farmer and to qualify for the payments.
4: Yes, so dairy farmers who have less than 40 cows would be eligible for payment. So if you feel you may fall into that bracket, if you have 40 cows or less at the end of 2018, you could also get in contact with your advisor and you may be eligible for, um, for payment as part of the scheme.
2: Please add on that great news you bring our listeners to please remind us what the revised Deadline is the revised closing date. Who should you contact uh, if interested?
4: Yeah, you should contact your, your local Chagas advisor um, to to see are you eligible for the scheme and to do that before the 15th of September, which is the clo- new closing date.
2: Now, we're at the end of the first week in September as we speak. Uh, this weekend, an important time for getting grassland management uh, right on farms, I think. So, if you have any tips regarding getting grassland management Right on your farm as we get into the end of the first week in September.
4: Yes. So I suppose, look, the autumn is a great time to to make better use of grass on farms and, you know, trying to keep grass into the diet and lengthening the grazing season you know autumn is an important time to, to try and get that right so for, from where i'm working in canturk and hallow uh, we can see that grass growth rates during the month of august were hugely increased um, particularly on the heavy soils and you know as you're driving around the countryside you can see there's a lot of extra silage made um, and far, farmyards had a lot, a lot of extra bales in there and even into the first week of september there's been a lot of silage made so there, there is a lot of grass out there on farms at the minute
2: Based in the Chagosk office in Cantorke, speaking to Miss Ellen Standish, dairy and beef advisor. Now, your Cantorke office would serve the wider Duhallow region. Can you identify some of the challenges for the Duhalo region? which are facing farmers now, which you've been able to identify from, you know, clients coming to you, etc.
4: Yeah, so I suppose on a lot of farms we can see there's a lot of grass carried into September, maybe more than, than previous years, so you know, these high covers can be quite hard to graze out, um, and the next challenge we're seeing, I suppose particularly in Dahalo, as you said with the heavier soils, is getting the ground conditions right to try and graze this grass, so um, as the year comes to an end, ground conditions become more challenging, and that, that nearly becomes more difficult than, I suppose, grass availability itself. So trying to graze out paddocks well in the autumn helps to set the farm up again for for spring grazing so maybe some of the challenges we're seeing is that there's a lot of grass there so you know maybe some solutions we've we've seen with maybe some of the suckler farmers is maybe potentially to delay weaning slightly uh, to have more animals out at grass for a bit longer to, to help get through those higher covers Um, I suppose some people may have taken out a lot of extra grass in August or the first week of September for silage to help get um, their their grass back on track. Uh, There may be still some of those high covers left on farms, so... I suppose coming into September now, maybe if some of those high covers are very stemmy, the best option might be to take those out as silage. But perhaps if they're not as stemmy, it might be an option to try and graze those paddocks and uh, maybe try strict graze them and get through them. Do you know, while ground conditions are still relatively good before, you know, any more poor weather comes. Um, so I suppose that'd be the, the two of the main challenges we'd see kind of coming there at the minute.
2: Have you an overall plan for September? We've been looking at aspects there of grazing into the first week or so. But what should the plan be for the month of September that's uh, left with us?
4: Yeah, so I suppose usually on heavy farms, we'd be looking towards trying to close up for the farm for the winter towards the end of September. So we have to try and get things right for that now across the month of September uh, so we can start closing up. So. Um, as I said, ground conditions will have the biggest influence on when stock need to be housed. But you know, we have two other considerations we can make throughout September. So one of those would be your rotation length and then the other would be the, the grass covers that are actually being grazed. So I suppose in terms of rotation length then, uh, the aim for September is to, to try and not let your rotation go beyond 35 days if you can. So say, for example, if you have about 50 acres that you need to, to graze with the herd, uh, the amount that you need to, to graze then is about an acre and a half a day. So and that's going to give you your 35 day rotation. Um, so if you're grazing less than that say maybe less than an acre a day that's going to push your rotation out to nearly over 50 days so you're, you're getting into trouble there where your rotation is too long you're getting into higher covers and you're not going to be able to close the farm you know as as, as quickly as you'd want to coming into the, the, the winter months and um, so i suppose you, you need to get your your grass covers will will get heavier and ground conditions will get more difficult at that stage so if you're keeping it at you know in and around the 35 days or less it's going to help you um great, get that rotation right and, and and get the grass grazed better in the autumn. I suppose the grass covers then that you want to be grazing, ideally you don't want um, any of them to be over 2,000 kilograms of dry matter per hectare. So I suppose if you have an, an average growth rate of about 55 kgs of dry matter per hectare, which you would normally see at this time of year, um, With an ideal 35-day rotation, you shouldn't have any covers at more than 2,000 kilograms of dry matter per hectare. So that's going to make it a bit easier to maintain. Uh, You're going to find it easier to, to graze out covers when they're at less than 2,000 kgs. Um, but as I said you know you need to have the the ground conditions to do that Uh, now in some places um, you know um, growth rates have been a bit higher so I suppose you need to look at you know trying to get through grass that bit quicker and keeping more stock out for longer if you can and, and things like that
2: Those targets, you might please summarise the autumn grazing targets for heavier land, which you've been referring to and uh, you've outlined more or less uh, in an extended way. So to summarise those targets.
4: So I suppose, you know, trying to to get the most out of autumn grass, but also trying to to set up for the spring. I'd say ideally from mid-September, you'd be looking for about an average farm cover of about 1,000 kilograms of dry matter per hectare. So what that means is your your highest cover on the farm would be 2,000 kilograms of dry matter per hectare. And you're trying to keep your rotation length in September to, to less than 35 days. As we move on towards the 1st of October, you'd want that average farm cover at a little bit less, maybe around the, say, 8 to 900 mark. Um, and also trying to keep the rotation length around the the 35 days or less. And as we come into the kind of start or the the first week or two of November, ideally we'd want to have about 80 to 90% of the farm closed up for spring at that stage. So I suppose for our key target then for September is to keep that rotation length at 35 days uh, to help us achieve those those targets and and get everything set up nicely for the springtime.
2: Thank you very much indeed for that very comprehensive overview, Miss Ellen Standish, dairy and beef advisor with the Chagas office in Kentuck serving to hollow in the Cork northwest region thank you Adam, very much indeed
4: thanks Jeff a
0: lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com
5: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Joining us, Mr. Dave Mulcahy, Secretary, Cork East Ploughing Association, and Director to the Board of MPA, the National Ploughing Association. Dave, welcome to the programme. Now you have details of the Immokilly match and a review of results from the World Ploughing Championships and how the Irish team fared in Minnesota, USA.
6: Yes, John, I suppose we spoke there last week about uh, the Minnesota and wall ploughing and the Irish team, and they're doing their best outside. Well, I'm glad to report we've got excellent news uh, that on Sunday morning last at about approximately 4.25am, my phone stopped going off, that Ireland had secured gold in grassland ploughing and both competitors had secured first place or the gold medal in grassland ploughing. And of course, the first day, there was a bit of disappointment in the camp where both uh, competitors had got bad plots of ground. Mm-hmm. They had been um, selected in bad ground and they both had ended up in fifth place. But on day two, which would have been last uh, Saturday night, uh, both competitors won the gold in the grassland and both competitors ended up on second place overall. So Eamon Tracy getting the Rose Bowl, and that's the 10th time that the Tracy family have won the Rose Bowl at world-level um, competition. John Whelan of Wexford gained the friendship trophy for second place. That's sponsored by Lincoln. So, overall, an excellent, excellent um, result for Ireland. Both competitors, world champion, grassland plowing, 2019. Both competitors, silver medal overall in world plowing, 2009, Minnesota. In on Wednesday last, we were in Ballinatray all day last Wednesday for the media launch and for work being carried out on site. We had Minister for Agriculture, Minister Michael Creed, the officiating at the launch last Wednesday. He spoke about the troubles that we're having, the turmoil in the beef sector at the moment, and sure, look, uh, hopefully. Uh, I won't get into it, but hopefully that we, we'll get a resolution very soon. But we had a fantastic launch, media launch, and the uh, world team were just back um, on on Tuesday afternoon. They had arrived in our side so they were able to attend on last Wednesday. So it was a fantastic occasion. The site is looking very well. The tinted area is 99% finished, and the machinery had started to move in on last Wednesday the ploughing ground has been marked and the paint and sock numbers have been put up as we speak. The size is in fantastic order. It's just unbelievable how good it is and how well it's set me up. The size I suppose the ploughing ground is very, very level. It's one big massive field. The exhibition area is a, there's a slight slope on the field. It's a, a huge field. It's it's very hard to comprehend down here. We're not used to the size of field down here. All in all, the whole thing is looking to be a fantastic show again this year and it's sizing up to be an excellent exhibition. And again, I suppose, of course, coming back to matters close to home, uh, not forgetting Imokili Ploughing, which is happening this Sunday in Rossmore, Carrie Tool and the O'Connor, uh, the lands of the dinner for Connor and his family. Entries are closing today at 2 o'clock for the competition, which is starting tomorrow, 12 o'clock. Uh, sharp, it's in stubble ground and it's uh, it all uh, looking to be a fantastic day out. There's vintage uh, display on, there's trashing. have a few locals um the Hudson Machinery dealers They are going to be doing demo- live demonstrations with machinery. Uh, I think there's um, a couple of different tractor companies coming doing demonstrations and just uh, with artillery equipment, they're doing some demonstrations and there's um, a vintage trashing vintage display there's a trade arena and there's also the competition the ploughing competition itself uh, for the qualifiers for next year for 2020 it's the first round of the qualifiers so all in all we're very excited this weekend in mm-hmm. ploughing 12 o'clock tomorrow Ross Moore Carrick Tool um, entries are closing today at 2 o'clock to Dave Mulcahy 087 2944 727 that's 087 087- 2944727.
2: Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Dave Mulcahy, Secretary, Cork East Ploughing Association and Director to the Board of NPA, the National Ploughing Association. Thank you, Dave, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you very much, John. A bake sale and nature walk is getting underway in about an hour's time, around 12 noon, and continuing till 3 pm, today, Saturday, 7th of September. Venue will be Tory Hill House, Croom, County Limerick, Air code B35 WS43. The event is in support of organisations dedicated to helping people cope with stress and mental health issues in general. Everyone's invited. With more on this, Miss Hannah Quinn Mulligan. Irish Farmers Journal, news correspondent and RTE countrywide contributor.
0: We have a farm here in Limerick and we're opening it up Saturday for a charity bake sale and nature walk. So we'd love families and farmers to come and uh, basically enjoying a nice family day out and it's an aid of Pieta House and the Rape Crisis Centre and farmers listening are aware you know mental health is a huge issue for farmers especially with rural isolation and you know not the same amount of help around that there used to be so it's just to highlight that and also to raise some money for charity as well. I work as a journalist for the Irish Farmers Journal and we do quite a lot of work on mental health and Sadly, you know, CSO statistics show that on average, uh, 26 farmers die by suicide every year. Basically, we just really want people to turn up and eat some cake and give us some money for it, essentially. And um, just have a nice day out. And just to highlight the issue then as well with mental health in Ireland and um, I, I thought it would be helpful as well just to get the word out there because it'd be great to see as many people there on the day as possible and, and I know even the weather hasn't been very good recently and the weather might not be that good Saturday um, but you know if people could come in their wellies and their raincoats and even if they want to just drop in and pick up a few cakes and go away again you know that'd be great and I think it'd be of real interest to people because we'll have a scavenger hunt and also we have um, pedigree herefords on the farm so there'll be lots of cattle and there'll be some horses so there'll be lots, lots to see you and kind of lots to do and go about uh, as well. So it's for farmers and non-farmers are more than welcome. So, uh, yeah, so there's a few details I, I can give you if you're interested just in the times and uh, the exact address as well for people. So um, it's going to be on Saturday, the 7th of September, between 12 and 3 p.m. And our address for people, if they have their pens ready, is uh, Tory Hill House, Croom, County Limerick. And the air code is V35WF43.
2: Thank you, Hannah. Miss Hannah Quinn Mulligan, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers' Journal. On Sunday, September 8th, West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association at Rock Savage Ring, Kilty, the 10th annual working day. All makes and models welcome... Chair of the West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association, Mr. Don
5: Coakley. We are very lucky this year to be in a beautiful site looking out there, over the Atlantic, thanks to John Sutton. Um, we are very lucky as well to have Cock Farm Machinery and the Carrigrahan Road car to be on board with us. Our team of this year is celebrating generations of messy Ferguson. I also want to include all other makes and models are also welcome. We'll have live demonstrations of cutting silage and cutting cordon, all-time trashing, and we'll have some tilling with some old farm machinery and use as well. Um, we'll have... It will all kick off around 12 o'clock, we'll say, we're going to have vintage ploughing and pre-all-Ireland ploughing match. And then we'll have the official opening at 2.30 by Rachel Driscoll, the current queen of the plough from 2018. And then um, we'll have, as you say, live demonstrations of working machinery and then there'll be a dog show in the afternoon. So, look, there will be good entertainment for all the family.
2: Thank you, Don. Don Coakley, Chair of West Cork Vintage Ploughing and Threshing Association. Thank you, Don. And that's all taking place in Clonacilty on tomorrow, Sunday, September 8th. IFA Animal Health Chairman Mr Pat Farrell said the 33.5 million euro investment announced by Minister Michael Creed on September 4th in the department's laboratory structure recognises the strong and consistent position put forward by the IFA regarding the need for investment in our regional veterinary laboratories, the RVLs. This strategic plan crucially underpins the regional footprint of the laboratory services, which is a key issue being sought by the IFA. The addition of extra collection points makes the service more accessible for farmers. Pat Farrell said the new proposal will bring 98% of herd owners within 65 kilometres of a centre, making the network more accessible for farmers the centres in Cork and Athlone would be upgraded at have staff with expertise to provide world-class diagnostic services specialising in the types of animals in their respective areas, enhancing the levels of specialist diagnostic advice to farmers. Pat Farrell said the proposed changes to locations for Cork and Limerick labs by 2026 will need to be given very careful consideration. Under no circumstances can services to farmers in these areas be diminished, Pat Farrell said. This plan is a framework which provides certainty for the RVL structure and enhances the service to farmers. The IFA will be meeting the department shortly to work out the detail of these proposals. And that statement from the IFA Animal Health Chairman, Mr Pat Farrell, on Wednesday, September 4th. On Thursday, 5th of September, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, TD, confirmed he will facilitate new talks between all parties to the beef dispute on Monday coming September 9th. Minister Creed said there had been significant engagement with stakeholders throughout the duration of the dispute and he believed there was now a basis for the renewal of talks between the parties. He said we had reached a point where it's critically important for the future of the sector that stakeholders would engage in a spirit of compromise to resolve a dispute which has the potential to inflict long-term damage on the sector if it continues. Minister Kerry said it's clear this can only happen if processors and protesters step back from court proceedings and illegal blockades in order to allow space for meaningful talks to proceed. Minister Cree confirmed that his department would be in touch with stakeholders to make the necessary arrangements for the proposed beef dispute talks on Monday, September 9th. And that statement, September 5th, 2019, from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. For any breaking news or developments regarding the beef dispute talks proposed for September 9th, next Monday, listeners should stay tuned to C103 News. Some forthcoming IFA meetings. Monday, September 9th, North Cork IFA County Executive Meeting will be held in Corenmart, Fermoy, 8pm. Speaker, Liam McHale, IFA Director of European Affairs. Wednesday, September 11th, change of venue and date for a very important meeting. Cork Central IFA County Executive Meeting will be held in the Enable Ireland Centre, Correhean Road, Cork, 8.30pm. Listeners kindly ask to note change of date and venue for this meeting. That's the Cork Central IFA County Executive Meeting now being held in the Enable Ireland Centre, Correhean Road, Cork, 8.30pm. Thursday, September 12th, West Cork County Executive Meeting, venue Parkway Hotel Dunmanway, 8.30pm. Mr Michael Morrissey, EIP Farm Planner with IRD to Hollow connected to the Blue Dots of Farming for Catchment Areas, the Blue Dot Catchments area. Will there be public meetings where the farmers will come along and they will be the people asking questions from the panel, having a big contribution?
1: There's going to be four uh, in the communities um, around the catchment the first one starts in Mellon Community Centre on the 16th of September. The second in Fremont Community Centre on the 23rd of September. We're going to Glash Community Centre on the 30th of September. And we're in the James O'Keefe Institute Newmarket on the 7th of October. All meetings beginning at 7pm. Everyone's welcome. You can contact IRD Do 029 two nine six zero six three three. You can speak with my, myself, Michael Morris or my colleague, uh, Darren Reedy. But the main thing about those meetings is to get the information across to the farmers. So plenty of questions, um, asking plenty of questions. Some of the rates uh, for the respective schemes. We're, we're aiming to pay per farmer applicant €1,500, Euro, depending on measures, of course, measures that are implemented. Um, you can get up to up to 2,000, but you're looking at looking at a higher environmental commitment. There will be at least five demonstration farms, um, which we are we are actively looking for demonstration farms at this stage. Um, demonstration farms can earn up to 5,000 euro per year um, over over the over the four years. Um, we will hoping and we're aiming possibly to pay a quarter a quarter payment this year, which is which is a aim of ours. We have a number of expression of interest farms, in already around 34. And um, so the, the work is ready to commence with, with with the farm planning. So that, that average of fifteen hundred a year um, for four years. Thank you very much indeed,
2: Mr. Michael Morrissey, farm planner with IRD Jo Hollow. Thanks, Thank- John. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor, thanks to John Foot on Controls and to you, the lister, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend next Agri Update on this coming Wednesday evening, shortly after the ten o'clock news. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service, and support you can trust. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.